Blank check with Griffin and David. Blank check with Griffin and David. Don't know what to say or to expect. All you need to know is that the name of the show is Blank Check. Do you podcast? You will. Ladies and gentlemen, an intro from David Sims. Thank you. Himself. Yeah. You probably can't even hear it. I was doing my Batman voice. I I had prepped one, but then David's was better. So we you just had prepped one. I was pre-prepping. <laughs> Prep. one. All right, I uh, was pre-prepping. One. My name is David Sims. My name's Griffin Newman. Welcome to Blank Check with Dave for Griffin and David. With Griffin and David. With David Griffin and David. With David Griffin. David versus Griffin. Yeah. Dawn of podcasting. Dawn of Benducing. This is. <laughs> Guys, woo! This, hi. Here's what we like to do on this podcast: talk movies. Maybe you heard of them. Talkies, motion pictures, flicks, films, cinema. This is a film podcast. Usually we focus on, uh, you know, sort of uh, creative extravaganzas, mm-hmm. good or bad, Yeah, that uh, are, are being made with a blank check. But here's the thing. We like careers. Do you know what I'm saying? Like We yeah. like zooming out, looking at the career. It's the kind of podcast where we'll be like M. Night Shyamalan. Heard of him? Boom, 11 episodes. <laughs> yeah. And then we're done with him and never want to talk about him again. But we'll just flip you a quick 11 like that. And then we're like, oh, the Wachowskis. We should talk about them. But first, wait a second. Let, let me give you a little sherbet to p- cleanse that palate. <laughs> sure. <laughs> a little sherbet. Because we're like, we're like those, those cooks. What's it called? Macro, <laughs> macrobiology, oh, whatever. Gastropub, Gastro... gastropubtologists? Yeah, exactly. A couple so, of gastropubtologists you're talking to. We give you a little you. You know, piece of steak tartare. Ooh, mm, mm, ooh, delicious. Steak M. Night. Mm, mm. What's next? Here's uh, some sherbet. Yeah. Don't, th- don't people sometimes we, we use sherbet as We should probably literally no. start this over. <laughs> yeah, I don't think this is good. <laughs> you don't like this? No, I like the Batman intro, but I don't know what's... <laughs> what is this garbage? <laughs> I don't know what's... Anyway. This is the second episode we're recording today. Uh, let's After just... like a three-week break, we're losing our minds. We're losing our minds. I'll, we're having fun, guys. I'll no, make you, it work. you can chop it up if, yeah. if you need yeah. to, but here we are. Look, this episode I... might be fixed in post by producer Ben, a.k.a. Oh, no, don't do that just yet. Jesus Christ. We'll introduce producer Ben in a second. Producer? <laughs> How dare you, sir? I'm not a producer. You're a producer. Yeah, at the very least, he's a pro-doer. Yeah. What if, okay, can I try something different for this episode? Sure. At different intervals. You'll say one of his names? Yeah. Okay, so producer Ben. Hey, guys. So here we are. I'm David, you're Griffin, and today we're going to talk about the superhero films of Zack Snyder, particularly uh-huh. Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. Right. We're trying Batman to- Batman v Superman. I'm sorry. Yeah. Batman- V, v dot Superman. Superman colon Don O dot Justice. <laughs> Had um, to do another bit, but we're getting we're, boy. You know this movie's been uh, this movie's been uh, picked apart and dunked over more than General Zod's corpse at this point. Uh, but, yeah, uh, it'll, this episode's not even coming out the the week we're recording, but uh, this movie's been out for about a month now. Yeah, by, know, the what, by the time out, this comes out, this will be about a month. So uh, we want to, and it has vanished from the public consciousness yes. 100%. So we right. thought, great time for us to discuss it. And we don't want to just shit on it. We want to try to put it in a larger context. We want to figure out where Zack Snyder stands with superheroes. No, I just want to shit on it. There's a lot of shitting to do. And also, this movie is, is going to launch a, a DC cinematic universe. Yeah. So and usually so, we talk about directors, you know, who are being kind of just like given free reign to make the sort of nonsense, you yeah. know, that's sometimes good, sometimes bad. It's a little different. Look, in some ways, as you say, it's a franchise starter. 
they simultaneously gave him way too much freedom and yeah. reined him in a lot. Well, I wouldn't say they reined him in at all. They just gave him a lot of freedom, but then also said, but you do have to do a bunch of stuff. <laughs> You're right. They didn't rein him in. They gave him like a long reading list. they did not rein him in. No, not at all. Batman v Superman. Okay, so let's, of let's back up a little because we like contextualizing these things. Oh, boy. Zack Snyder's like a commercials guy. Zack Snyder. Zick Snyder. Sex Snyder. Yeah. Is a commercials guy? I didn't know that. I think he was like a commercials director. I think that was a big thing. He was like a big hotshot like commercial director. His name's right? The Peeper. Oh, yeah, that's his name. Some call him The Peeper. Yeah, we're talking about Ben. Got my yeah. eyes on you two. Uh, he then makes a film called Dawn of the Dead. Sure, written by James Gunn, a remake of the George Romero zombie flick. A movie that I think is... Great. Yeah, good movie. It's the one Zack Snyder film I really, Pretty really much everyone like. likes it. It's good. I own it. I watch it a lot. Stylish. It's also... Uh, well acted. It's one of the few remakes of a great movie that I think is great it on its own. You know? It, it keeps the right elements. Thumbs it reinvents up. it in enough ways. And that's all we need to script, say about that. Great cast, right? Sure. It's a film that is stylish, but is not overly stylized. Moving on. Then he makes a film called 300. It's a huge smash hit. Boom. Huge. It's a god-awful movie. Not a movie I like. No. But it's, it's massive. One of the huge, one of the biggest cinematic disappointments I've ever had was 300. Really? I was really excited for it. I liked Dawn of the Dead. And, you know, it looked cool. There were all these trailers. And I think I was looking forward to, like, a really epic bloodbath of a movie. And the thing people don't say about 300 is it's weirdly not that violent. No, not at all. It's like, it's not very bloody or gory or anything. You know, it's kind of just, it's it's lame. And it's also like super racist. Yeah. And it's just- I'm like it, homophobic. Yeah. 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 It's a gross movie. But, but, you know, it had this distinct visual style. It's got some slow motion violence, though. <laughs> some <laughs> slow yeah. motion violence. Yeah, yeah. A just lot a little bit. Movie. Just yeah, a yeah. tiny little bit. But, um, and it also gave us, like, Gerard Butler. You know, it didn't, hasn't done a lot for us. It gifted us. us with Gerard Butler. <laughs> I mean, he was still around, but, you know, really. Uh, yeah. yeah. But that was a, a big breakout for Michael Fassbender, apparently. I mean, he's in it. But I, he started, like, getting big parts after that. And I, I remember so. being like, who was he in that movie? I don't fucking he's remember. He's one of the shirtless guys. Exactly. <laughs> like, I don't, how did he fucking pop It probably that? helped Lena Headey get Game of Thrones, if you're into that. Yeah, and I was saying, we were saying earlier, I think she's, she's probably the best part it. of we're that We're not movie. talking about 300. Jesus okay. Christ. But 300 makes a crazy Huge amount hit, of money. And it was an adaptation of a comic book, a Frank Miller comic book. It weirdly feels like uh, Sin City set the stage for 300 Right, because it was do. like a green screen movie. Right. Um, and it, it sort of, like, Sin City was maybe a little ahead of the curve. And uh, 300 hit right at the right point of the bell curve. So everyone now thinks that he's a visionary genius. Sure. So then Falsely. he's handed the keys to the uh, the sort of by acclamation greatest like comic book ever written. No, I let's let's just talk I, about no no because we're going to talk about Watchmen a lot today. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about the fact Watchmen comes out. I believe 1984. So in mid 80s, maybe six. Uh, it comes out in the mid 80s, right? Uh, it's revolutionary. Yeah, it's a, you know, 12-issue series or something like that that's yeah. a huge hit. It's collected in a trade paperback that's an even bigger hit. You know, it's, it's a game like changer. sort of you know? masterwork. 1986 uh, and 7. Okay. Um, Time Magazine, when they did their 100 Greatest Novels of All Time put recently, it put it on there. That was the one graphic It's Watchmen. It's, 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 and it, the, you know, Terry Gilliam tried to make right, it into a movie. Right, that's what I was going to say. Darren very, very quickly, tried to make it into a everyone movie. was trying to make it into a movie. Joel Silver had the rights for a long time. He wanted to do it as an action film. Terry Gilliam wanted to do it as this and that. They talked about doing it as an so HBO it was too expensive. All these things. Blah, 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 blah. And there was a series of guys of, like, Greengrass came really close to doing it. Aronofsky came really close to doing it. 
and it kept on getting Greengrass came really close. Very close. Like, there's, there was material. Like, yeah. You know, there was, like, pre-production material. And his cast, if I believe, I'm remembering correctly, was, I, I heard it was Ron Perlman as the comedian, mm. John Cusack as Night Owl. Great. Hilary Swank as Silk Spectre. Mm. Uh, Simon Pegg as Rorschach. Ugh. What? That, that one was terrible. weird. Yeah. Maybe he'd be okay. I don't know. Yeah. Who's Dr. Manhattan? I'm trying to remember. It doesn't matter. Anyway, yeah, didn't anyway, happen. Whatever. And then you, pretty quickly, it got handed over to Zack Snyder, I think with this idea that like, here's a guy who's made a comic book movie yeah. that's rated R and is super you know, high production value, and he's done it well, and it's been a hit. He was on Watchmen before 300 came out. Because I remember distinctly. Let, no, we, no, no, we don't no, have no. enough time to argue these semantics. We're gonna talk like, about this. No, 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 no. Because I think I th- we're. I'm just like they knew. We're they not knew. going through all his movies, but this is this is what I want to say. Okay, Watchmen had always been this thing that people studios were buying it. It was in turnaround. It went through like four different studios, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everyone like wanted to make it because it was so well acclaimed, but then the studios would look at it and be like, how are we going to fucking make a movie out of this? It's right. R-rated, it doesn't have action scenes, it's really expensive, yeah, it's for it's adults. Crazy. Yeah. It's not a franchise starter, it's a one-off, right? And so these big directors would come on, and I'd say to my friends, like, I think Aronofsky's going to make it this time. It's like, it's not going to get made. It never gets made. Watchmen never gets made. And Zack Snyder, like, the timing was just right. He was the guy in development on it at the time that 300 was coming out, right. and 300 was so big that he immediately went, that's what I'm doing. Right. I'm cashing in everything on this. Yeah. And he got it made exactly the way he wanted to. Which was, uh, in terms of plot and dialogue and look and setting, pretty faithful to Alan Moore's comic book. But thuddingly literal. Yeah, no, totally blew it. But, and you super know, superficial. You know, like, Alan Moore comic book is set in the 80s, like, yeah. in a sort of weird, and he, but he made did, that like, happen. he fucking, like, frame-by-frame frame recreation. But, like, you know, like, yeah. Green, Green Grass's take supposedly was set in the present day or whatever. You know, like, there were other scripts that had changed things or whatever. Uh, yes, yes, Apart from the ending of the movie, which he tweaks, Snyder basically made the comic And And the framing of a lot of the images is, like, yeah, identical. Just, yeah. You know? Which is something he, a trick he had pulled off in 300. Right. You know, and he did it again. Yeah. Um, uh, we'll talk about Watchmen. Uh, it's a bad movie. Then he has a couple big flops. And it doesn't make a huge amount of money, but it's not like a total bomb. It was a huge disappointment. Because the trailer played before Dark Knight, which was really sort of this apex moment of like superhero cinema. Uh, yeah, yeah. People went bananas for the trailer. All these people who never read the comic book and just thought it looked cool. Right. Right? Because it was a cool trailer. Yeah, quote fine. unquote. It was fine. I'm saying it was a I know, quote unquote I know, I know. cool. And it was from the visionary trailer. director of 300. Right. And yeah. you were seeing a serious Batman movie. <laughs> That's and maybe what the tagline was. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and they thought it was going to do like crazy numbers. Yeah. It did 50 million opening weekend, which at the time was viewed as sort of a disappointment. Yeah. It was like, oh, okay. Because it had a big Friday to Saturday drop off. Yeah. And then it, it ended around 100. Right, so it, like, doubled its opening weekend. The next yeah. weekend it did, like, a 70% drop, right? Uh, yeah, and then, you know, it cost, like, 130 to make. I don't think it was a huge hit overseas. You know, it, yeah. it, it did its thing. It wasn't, like, It probably like a did disaster. well enough on home video, but it was, it was a disappointment, right? Um, then, Sucker Punch, which they were so bullish on Watchmen. And he'd been making, like, the whole, like, he'd been making it before. He made it. That's took, the thing. Yeah. He was like preemptively cashing a second blank check yeah, off of the totally. success of Watchmen. No, Sucker Punch is, a, is is the most blank checky movie he ever right. made because it's an original idea. It's bug fuck nuts. Yeah, uh, it's not good either, but it's probably the be- better than Watchmen. I have not seen it anyway. Uh, but when he announced Sucker Punch, he had a cast that was like the five best young actresses, 
And after Watchmen came out, I'm, they I all dropped out. Eyes at that. Do you oh, know oh, the original okay. cast? Because I was gonna say like Jenna Malone. No, 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 no. The original cast I mean, of Sucker she's Punch, fine, but... I believe, was Emma Stone, Mia Wasikowska. Oh shit! I think so, Jenna Malone right. was the one. He had he kind of the A list yeah. of like sort of yeah. Actresses Jennifer Lawrence had popped yet, but yeah. he had the the five actresses you would want to get in that age range, and then all of them dropped out after Watchmen. He still got a ton of money to make it. It was a huge financial disaster. Simultaneously with directing But Sucker Oscar Punch, Isaac's in it. Yeah. Simultaneously while directing Sucker Punch, he is directing an animated film despite having no background Legends in Legends of animated. the Guardians, colon, the Owls of Gahul. <laughs> That's the name of the movie. You have to say it like what that. Is it about just owls? Yeah. It's about Australian owls. What? Yeah. Yeah. Do you not remember this movie? Part it's of different pretty. warrior clans. It's very no, pretty. It I looks nice. Yeah. It's nice looking owls. They're fighting owls. It's like an owl. It's like Redwall with owls. It's based off a series of, of young fantasy novels. Correct. That is weird. Yeah, and it's Correct. called Legend of the Guardians. The Owls of Gahoo! Uh, that one was actually a moderate success. I mean, but that costs a lot of money, that movie. They also wanted to make like seven of them. Like there was that's a franchise. <laughs> so weird. You know? That's why it, they started with the Legends of the Guardian cuz it was going to be like Legends. Yeah, it was going to be called like Guardians of Gahul and then they decided no, let's get a colon in it. Right, there. so we can franchise it. So we can anyway, make the different titles. Yeah. So he's kind of on the outs. Like yeah. he's kind of on a what you would think of as a downward swing and maybe you'd think like, "Oh, like Hollywood maybe is caught on to the fact that this guy's thing doesn't always work money-wise." And Warner Brothers has now lost a good amount of money on him. Very true. All of his movies, except for Dawn of the Dead, were made for Warner Brothers. Yes. But you know what? Warner Brothers is still probably like 300, though. Yeah. You know, and that is the blank Classic check. Classic blank check situation. So, Christopher Nolan's done with his Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah. And Warner Brothers is like, hey, do you want to make, like, Superman movies for us? Like, produce them? Like, whatever. We just need your name. We just love you, Chris Nolan. Like, please don't leave us. Oh, my God. What are we going to do without you? He sits down with David Goyer. And they over the like, great Satan of superhero films. They David talk for like an hour and a half, and they walk out there and they go, "We think we have an interesting, like, basic nugget of a Superman movie." Yeah, their basic nugget was, "What if Superman? What? What, what if what the, we did like a Superman movie where he's Superman?" That's the idea. Like, what the fuck? Are you, like, what was their nugget? I think their nugget was, "What if it, you really play up the alien thing, and it's about him trying to figure out whether or not the world needs Superman?" Yeah, what a stupid idea. They go to Warner Brothers. Christopher Nolan pretty much is hands off from that. Yeah, point, Nolan right? writes, gets, he's just a story credit. He's a producer. Yeah. And he picks Zack Snyder. Okay, so a little backstory here. Because, boy, have we not had enough of that. There was a, a. Do you remember the beginning of this podcast, how bad it was? No <laughs> one's listening. Go ahead. No, I cut all of that out. Oh, good. This is the start. Hey, everybody. Uh, so there was a long standing lawsuit. Lawsuit after lawsuit after lawsuit. This case of oh, about history. Jerry Siegel and Jer- J- right. about the creators of Superman. The estates of the creators of Superman. To, yeah. 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 And at the point in time when they when Nolan came to them and said, I think I have an idea for how to reinvent Superman, mm-hmm. they looked to be losing that battle. Right. Schuster and Siegel had come up with a really good case. And Warner Brothers strategy was <laughs> Every time we do these one-offs, he gets so mad at you. It's It's so hilarious. It's just like, what the fuck, His frustration throughout the recording just builds and builds. All right, just go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Someone was recently telling me. I just wanted to make sure, yeah, the the audience knows that while Griffin is giving, like, some interesting points, (laughs) David David is just going, like, he's just, like, just doing the uh, wrap it up sign. (laughs) Okay, Jerry Schuster, but they lose. But it looks like they're going to win. They, at that moment, they lost later. They at that moment said, we have to rush a Superman movie into production in the next year. Because it was year. like 
Warner Brothers was gonna lose the rights to Superman? Was that it? Like, what was the or it, like it, it was gonna cost them too much or something? The case. Okay, this is what's kind of fascinating. Boy, why did I ask? <laughs> what am I doing? They ended up splitting. So their case was like, we own DC, like the DC Comics franchise, and thus we get Superman. They broke down. Oh my God. Th- these Schuster and Siegel estates broke down all the elements that were present in the first issue and were like, okay, we own the rights to Red Cape and this and that. Sure. They like broke down elements uh-huh, of the character. Uh-huh. So it was going to be stripped in half, uh-huh. which was also a big part of the new 52 DC redesign sure. with the new suit so that they couldn't lay claim to the suit. If they made a new film before they the trial that they thought they were going to lose... They would be able to make sequels to that They could do whatever film. they wanted, right? Yes, that, because that, that would yeah, have been sure. established. They have the toehold. Where other directors were interested. Aronofsky was apparently very interested in doing Man of Steel. He would have made a terrible movie. He said... I he would have done dog shit. He movie. said, I think the script isn't good. I think it needs a couple of rewrites. And Warner Brothers said, fuck you. We need to be in production in the next eight months. The script was by Goyer. Yeah. Just Goyer. But it was like a first draft and they needed to go. So they offered to a bunch of people. Everyone's like, the script is not ready. Yeah. And then they go to Zack Snyder and they're like, this guy is a good, like, Visual style, but I think Nolan was into him. I think so too, which hurts my feelings. Mine because I really like Christopher Nolan. I think they felt like they were going to keep her on, keep him on a tighter leash for that film. Sure, and, and that and film and he like, is on a relatively tight leash. Yeah, relatively. Sure. Yeah, and I think they also thought like this guy knows how to make a movie this size. He's comfortable with this sort of scale and this sort yeah. of technology. We got to get this film made. He makes Man of Steel. Yeah, it's a uh, you know kind of a bomb. It does well. Uh, domestically, it makes $300 million domestically. 291 Okay. It's not good. That's but not bad. It's 2013 in the like, middle of the sort of Marvel era. You know, it's like not great. A Man of Steel comes out. We were just getting to know each other. Yeah, when that movie came out. And we out. were both real pumped up because the trailer was great. I think the trailer was great, and I will say this. I do think the final trailer for Man of you Steel. You have made this joke so many times. Is the best Superman movie ever made. <laughs> it's a good trailer. But let, we're not going to do Man of Steel because we're doing Batman versus Superman here. Okay. But, but at least, you know, we should say, yeah, you know, comes out, does okay. They're a little disappointed. People don't like it, but they don't It doesn't hate catch fire. It, it doesn't yeah. get great reviews. It's not, you know, it's not despised. Right. Henry Cavill as it's, Superman it's is disliked. fine. It's disliked. There's like nothing in it that anyone was like, well, I liked that. Warner Brothers thought people were going there's to one th- love it. Yes, they did. And there's one thing everyone hated, most everyone hated, which is that the movie ends with Superman fighting General Zod, played by Michael Shannon, yeah. and they fucking smash a city into smithereens, and then you like snap Zod's neck. And it's a lot of destruction, and it's like, oh, look how cool these buildings are being blown up, not considering how many people are dying. Now, I will say there is literally no Superman movie that has a good ending. Uh, agreed. The first Superman, which is an excellent film, Richard Donner's Superman, where he revolves the Earth backwards to go back in time. Right. And uh, how does Superman two end? I mean, they they kill General Zod. They like yeah, drop I him off a cliff remember. or whatever. Yeah. You know, forget the other you know three and four and all that. And then like Superman returns, like okay, he lifts a giant kryptonite continent and throws it into space. The last scene of that movie is uh, Superman hovering outside his illimi- illegitimate. Love Child's bedroom yeah, watching well, this him. is an element of the movie that a lot of people were confused by. Like, yes. watching his sleeping son, and yeah. Lois is like, where are you going? And he's like, I'll, I'll be around. Yeah, what a strange movie. It ends with him being like, I'm going to be looking after my but son. But I'm saying, like, there's no set piece. They never quite figured out how to do no. a Superman set, because he's hard. He's hard to do. He's a hard character. He's a hard character to dramatize, because you can only beat him one way with Kryptonite, and then the Kryptonite just kind of makes him fall over. The film it looked like they were making was... A guy with immense power yeah. who is innately good and cares about others, uh-huh. but is 
doesn't believe in taking on the mantle of Superman. Doesn't believe in positioning himself as a god like that. We can't talk about. We can't talk about. Man Just for the we listeners have... at home, David is getting more upset. <laughs> <laughs> we got to talk about the actual movie we're here to talk about. Right. The move, Man of Steel isn't great. Nonetheless, they sign up Zack Snyder for a sequel. They sign up Henry well, Cavill oh, for a sequel. No, but the, here's the thing: they were like, "We're going to make Man of Steel 2. The day before Comic Con, the DC panel. They were like, "What are we going to fucking do?" Really? I don't know if it people was want Man late? of Steel too. That's what I've heard. So at Comic Con, like three years ago, like it almost. was, it was, it was 2013, a month after Man of Steel. It was had right come after out. Man of Steel. Glad y'all like Man of Steel or you know whatever. We got a sequel coming out. It's really the early. Title of the sequel, yeah. which we've got, and or whatever, puts it plays a little real. It's he had literally, actor Harry Lennox come out and read an excerpt the from he's The in... Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, and they had like the logo. And, you know, there had always been this chat of, like, what are they going to do with Batman? The Nolan movies are done. They right. need, like, a new Batman movie. So I think DC was just, like... The Nolan movies are done as of a year ago yeah. at that point. And yeah. DC's just like, let's just do it. Yeah. Batman versus Superman, which was an idea they had had before the Nolan movies. Yes. Wolfgang Peterson was going to make it. Colin Farrell was going to be Batman. I love Colin Farrell. I love him to death. He'd be a horrible Batman. Terrible. Anyway. So, and then they announced, like, Ben Affleck's going to be in it. Batfleck. And he's going to be older. And then they're like... Oh, you know what? Wonder Woman's going to be in it. Oh. Gal Gadot, or however you say her Gal name. Gal Gadot. Gal yeah. Gadot from, from the Furious movies. And then they're like, and Cyborg. And you're like, wait, what the fuck's going on in this and movie? And they're like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Holly Hunter's in it. Uh, and then, you know, they just start kind of like announcing a lot of stuff. And then DC and announces. And you're like, this is all going to be in one movie? DC announces this super aggressive slate coming between 2016 and 2020. So basically, like, within. One movie. Yeah. They are trying to do what Marvel did in five movies. Yes. You know, Marvel did it over Iron Man, Incredible Hulk, Thor, Captain America, Avengers. You know, built out this world. Right. And they started adding. Batman versus Superman is going to do it all at once. Like, remember. Everyone's going to be in it. They're just going to get it all started. Like, boom. Let's remember go. that solo one-off movie that you guys weren't that crazy about? We're yeah. Gonna remember make that a movie sequel. that was badly received and not a huge hit? They're, they're just like, like we're, they're not doubling down. It's like they're at the blackjack table and they're betting like their children's futures. Right. A cyborg movie coming in 2020. Yeah. So the, the official slate is Suicide Squad, which is out in July. Right. Or June. Yeah. Uh, August. Sorry. Yeah. I got oh, it. Boy. Uh, Wonder Woman, which is out next June. Yeah. 2017. Justice League One, which is out in November. Aquaman in July 2018. <laughs> Untitled film in October 2018. Okay. Which might be a Batman movie. Yeah. Uh, which Affleck would write and direct is the theory at this point. Shazam in 2019. <gasps> I believe with The Rock. Uh, Justice League Part 2 in July, June 2019. Yeah. Uh, untitled film. in like, So they have two untitled films on the slate. Who the fuck is Cyborg? He's a guy he's a cyborg these characters are all shitty well dc think, should give up that's my two cents you know dc almost made a justice league you know warner brothers almost made a justice league movie before the right with strike. george miller yeah but with just about the worst cast you could possibly imagine oh, i think half of that cast was not bad i will say also batman's great but all the other characters suck i like superman i like flash I like the Flash. I like the DC characters fine i like wonder woman yeah, like, you know, i like I've never flash been and a... batman i'm not crazy about the other no they're also literal <laughs> this is the weirdest episode we've ever done. God. This is a collection of all our worst so, habits in one episode. Is, it's, our bad, it's bad habits, and we have to just stop like, mansplaining fucking comic books to people. Yeah. It's bad. But, I mean, it is crazy, though, like... 
here's the thing. We're less explaining this to explain it to you and more like I, I, I still can't believe it. So I have to state it's it out so loud. weird. That they went about this this way. Like, no so, one wants to see a cyborg movie. No one. Cyborg. And they like found a guy on Broadway and they were like, you, we're signing yeah, you to a five his, picture deal. You're going to be cyborg. What, what I was going to say was they clearly, you know, they're, you know, they're dumb as shit, but they're wise enough to realize like, okay, well, we should maybe have like, you know, we have Wonder Woman. That's nice. We have, right. you know, because a lot of Marvel complaints are that they've never made a film with a female lead. Yes. The George Miller movie was going to have a black Green Lantern because yes. there is John Stewart who's a black Common, Green Lantern. Who I Common, I thought was, was a good casting choice. No, it was a terrible casting I choice. I think it was no, a it was good literally it was the definition of them choice. being like, uh, we need a black guy who's around. Like, I mean, like Common, he's a bizarre choice. I think he would have done a good job. He's a bad actor. I like him as an actor, right? He's all right. He's just yeah. not like a great actor. He's, he's not a great okay. actor. I think he's good. And uh, but, couldn't run all night. Did you see Run All Night? I didn't. So maybe you know, maybe I just haven't judged Common fairly. Yeah, you haven't watched the bad movies. He's good in. <laughs> but Army Hammer was going to play Batman. That's much better than DJ Katrona as I mean, I Superman. I don't even know who that is. Uh, he played I Flint just... in GI Joe Retaliation, and he was a black hole of charisma. So this was the George Miller movie that didn't happen. Megan Gill was a good choice. Uh, yeah, uh, ben just checked his watch. A Morton Joe. <laughs> A Morton Joe is going to play Martian Manhunter. <laughs> Guys, this is a garbage A Morton all right, all right, Joe. I, let's just, the Snyder movie is set up as basically like, let's get the whole Justice League, you know, going in one movie. Bigger bummer. So here's this movie. Yeah. Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. Yeah, okay, so first of all, that's the title. That's the title. First, it was going to be called Batman versus Superman. Which is the like sort of like the Supreme Court version? What? What? Why? I don't know. I read Zack it, Snyder had some line where Zack it was Snyder like, said in an interview, like, "I want to like turn everyone's expectations at every step." So you think you know what you're getting, you have to look closer and realize, "Oh, this is a little different than I thought." That was his explanation of the V. Here's another thing: some people were going to see the trailer and go, "Batman versus Superman? Eh, eh, I don't know. That's not my kind of thing." And then Donna Justice fades in. They go, "Oh, interesting. Now I think I'll buy a ticket." Also, Justice is not Dawn in this movie. No, no, it dies. I mean, I guess at the end they're like, maybe we should have Justice League. And yeah. Wonder Woman's like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Well, he goes like, you still have that thumb drive with the YouTube videos of some other people. <laughs> this movie is so bad, and like, yeah. everything about this movie doesn't work. Now, there's a, there's an important element that we need to set up. The poet laureate and I went to see this film together. Yes. Now, I unfortunately did not join them. I really wanted to. We you went talked to a about screening. it. I went to a critic screening with Katie Rich, past guest, was sitting with me, and uh, we had a grand old time. When The Flash showed up, uh-huh. uh, which is what, about an hour in? Somewhere around yeah, there? Yeah, this was also like sequence. two hours and 45 minutes. Oh, long. it's long. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when The Flash showed up, talking about, no, oh, Superman maybe really is bad or whatever. He's wearing a robot suit that rips off to reveal it's maybe yeah. a Flash suit. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was knows. The Flash. Yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. There you go. That's mm. the kind of reaction people had. The only major reaction in the whole film was to that scene when, when it was over. Everyone just went like... <laughs> Like, I don't know how else to describe it. And let's set up, once That's again... That's when he lost us. I'll put it that way. That scene is a dream in a dream of Batman in the future wearing a duster and goggles. Yep. Fist-fighting parademons. Yeah, he's fist-fighting basically dragonfly cops. I don't know how <laughs> else to describe it. And, like, guys dressed in, like, Superman armor with guns. And then Batman, like, oh, wakes up at the back computer and is like, ooh, bad dream. And then he dream. looks over. <laughs> Bad battery. He looks over, and then the flash comes out of like a, a fucking time hole. Yells a bunch of shit at him, including, I'm too early, aren't I? I'm right. too early. That is incomprehensible. It, the, you can't hear. The way it. it's mixed, you cannot understand. And yet, both of these sequences seem to be designed to set up like future movies. Yep. 
you know, like, cause like there's this DC villain dark side and he's got those, you know, fucking dragonfly cops and shit. Parademons, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking dog shit. Stupid. Um, I'm sorry. There's the bigger thing we were setting up. Yeah, you saw an AMC Prime. And oh, it was an AMC Prime was yeah, very loud. The Haas and I sat down in our seats, right? At, uh, to, I believe it's at the Union Square. Correct. Regal. Yeah. I, right. Yeah. They've renovated the whole thing. So it's like less seats now, but each seat's like a little console. And it's like, honey, I shrunk the audience. How much does it cost? $28. Oh, my God. It's worth every penny. And this is coming from a guy who didn't have to pay for his ticket because I bought it. But it is worth every penny. <laughs> worth every of, every Griffin's, of Griffin's penny. Oh but God. here's the thing. When you sit I down. I thought you were going to say 25 and 25 <laughs> would have been totally fine. On oh the armrest, it says, you got an option. It says you have one water control. on or off. Wait, water? On or off. Me and Griff, we like to get a little wet. <laughs> we got a little wet. Got a little soaked. So we sit there in these chairs, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The moment the film starts, it opens with, because here's the thing I don't know if people know, okay? Batman's parents were killed. <laughs> God. So the movie opens with Batman's parents being killed. Yeah. But it's Played done by in- Jeffrey Dean Morgan of Watchmen and uh, Walking Dead. Uh, the uh, They are killed in fetishistic. <laughs> <laughs> throwback fashion. He's got a big porno mustache. They just saw like Excalibur, but it's almost like like they just saw like Exorcist Three or something. Like right? That. Because now Batman is like it's 2016. So when he was a kid, it was like Times Square porno theater for the whole fucking thing. Like he can't have gone to the opera anymore. You know? Right. Uh, oh it's God. also shot like a Dior commercial. It's such like shit. there's like a slow motion shot of her pearls like popping, get caught on the barrel of the handgun, and then like pop off. Um, this is done as like a montage thing, right? So they're intercutting between that moment in slow motion and like him at the funeral and like mm-hmm. looking at the grave sure. and then he's running and he falls into a hole and the bats Oh, the bats him, lift right? him up. Okay, so from the moment this starts. This is 4DX is being described to me here. Yeah. From the jump. A little rumbling. Okay, so it's just like a rumble. Well, from the opening, uh-huh. it was like a disorientation thing. Like it was like swaying from side to side. So you feel emotionally how Bruce feels when his parents are dead. He doesn't know which way <laughs> is up anymore. I swear to you. Shit. Or even like they had like a uh, aerial shot. You like kind of tip into it a little bit. Yeah. So you feel like you're looking down. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. So it's kind of like you're on like Star Wars, Star Tours or whatever, but it's like, yeah. it's supposed to be geared towards this particular movie. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And but, then some fog comes in because sure. it's a foggy day. So now where does the fog come from? Is the chair shooting it at you or is it just no, general? No, that, okay. So that's in front of the screen. Okay. Because there's like. You know what I love? Fog. Yeah. <laughs> Disrupt my viewing experience. But they also like the smog has some versatility because it also functions as smoke. <laughs> yeah, sure. You know, right. so when there's like fire. If there's a fire. We're right. watching the movie and there's like smoke actually in front of the screen and then 3D images behind that. Oh, so it's God. like a weird layering thing. Uh-huh. Now here's another thing. Okay. Let's say Batman does a little burnout. Uh, in the uh, in the Batmobile? In yeah. the Batmobile. Mm-hmm. Smells like burnt rubber. Yep. Okay, yep. so they have smell-o-vision experience. Finally. And, and that's like the, <laughs> the chair in front of you is spritzing stuff. Okay. But you don't hear anything. So you're like, you you think sometimes, especially in a movie like this, like there were a couple moments where you're disappointed with where like Batman's making eggs and you don't smell it. It was Superman makes eggs, not bad. Sometimes they eat stuff and I'm thinking, if you're going to hit all the senses, why not just have a little like a... Uh, uh, like, uh, Burger pop out exactly, in your face. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Puts it in your mouth. 
or if like someone take, get, gets kissed in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Why doesn't the chair make out with you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but here's the thing that happens. Sometimes the chair punches you in the back. <laughs> that does, I don't like that. No, it hurt a lot. <laughs> that sounds like a design flaw. There are like motors in the back that like pop out and hit you, so you feel like that, and it's like rumbling and it's swirling. And then the smells are like, okay, so there's like one fight that happens near a gas station. Okay. Just for a second, go like, is there, like is a, there a gas, gas leak in this? Because <laughs> all the scents in the film are like, they're not like, no, oh, here's yeah, a strawberry field. It's not a good smelling movie. Right, and there's no. and there's so many moments too where it's just like, they haven't used the technology recently enough, so let's just throw something in. Yeah, yeah. right. Or like uh, Super Superman's mother is taking the garbage out before she gets kidnapped. And the whole theater just smelled like <laughs> garbage. Oh are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I swear to you. That's insane. There was like a very distinct garbage bag smell. But the only thing that you could control was water. And they rain on you from the top of the theater, from the ceiling. They drop rain on your head. Like a lot? Yeah. You get pretty moist. Ben and I both put our hats back on. (laughs) And during the flash scene, they plugged your ears. Two hands came out and put fingers in your ears. Uh... It was great. I had a I had a So blast. you would recommend 4DX experience. $28. $28. So are you going to see The Jungle Book in 4DX? By the time this episode comes out, people will have seen it. I probably will have seen it four times. Jesus. I'm 4DX thrilled. times? 4DX Well, if times. you're seeing it four times, you should see it once in 4DX. I think I'm going to see it once in 4DX because I think that might have some nice smells and I might smell some nanners. That's a better smelling movie. Some monkey poop. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm convinced that's that's the future, though. Of movies. Smell. It was fun. Rain. No, smells, rain. The whole Moving your chair, seats. punching you, kissing your what chair. What if you're just seeing like a... <laughs> what if you just see like a sad indie movie about like, you know, two people who can't get along? Uh, I think Hello, My Name is Doris. It's like in 4DX. <laughs> yeah, it's in 4DX right now. Yeah. yeah so during any time, you see, anytime it's awkward, <laughs> you get punched in the back. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, it was, I mean, it was an interesting movie to experience that technology for the first time because, like, on one hand, it wasn't taking anything away from the movie. Right. On the other hand, it's sort of a terrible movie to watch with that technology because the movie's two hours and 45 minutes Sure, long. you get, like, battered. Yeah. I remember, actually, something that surprised me is, um, you couldn't smell Eisenberg's emoting. No. <laughs> but, um... It's a great transition because, like... That you you could rant for an hour about a thing this movie fucked up and not even get to like Jesse Eisenberg's performance, which is a real problem, or like the integration of all the other Justice League people, which is like a real problem. Can I talk about the Aquaman thing? Because I think that why do you want to? Okay, why? Go ahead. Because I Jason think, Momoa M- Momoa. I think it's a microcosm of everything the movie does wrong. I I agree. Yeah. Okay. So Jason Momoa, who was cast as Aquaman, he's from Game of Thrones. He's a great actor. I love him. Everyone always makes fun of Aquaman. That's the yeah, reason why he lame, was the, the subject. to fish. Right. But the idea is, like, he's kind of a herb. Yeah, you know? right. yeah, yeah. He's kind of a narc. He's like an underwater <laughs> <laughs> Underwater narc. Yeah. He's like a jabroni. So Snyder pushed that way further. Sure. And he was like, he's going to be fucking, like, badass warrior guy. Which, right? Which I get. I get it. Tribal tattoos. He's got a trident. He's covered in tattoos. Right? Okay. Uh, they reveal him early on. They cast him early. Like, before the film started yes. filming, yes. Yes. they were yes. like, here's what Aquaman looks like. Yes. He's all over the merchandise. Right. There's a ton of Aquaman shit out there. Fair enough. Like, multiple t-shirts. Sure. Various toys in What's different sizes. They look at video files. No, not they. Just Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman looks at video files. On her computer, on her Mac. Stolen from a thumb drive. Correct. Where there are different folders. Yeah, all branded by uh, Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor found these people. He's been searching out superhumans. Yeah. Uh, name them. And put logos, like design logos. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
for each of the folders, right? He clicks on the Aquaman photo folder, and this is the third of four videos we're watching in this sequence, right? We're watching like and we just sure find... you watch like Flash, like a really fun Flash video yeah. at the start of like a website, like we talked about last week, right? Like the Flash, the hero. Yeah, if it wasn't a Flash intro, it was no. a video of the Flash trying to stop a oh, robbery at a convenience. Do you store. remember when Batman watches videos of Wonder Woman and it's literally just her withdrawing money from an ATM? Yep, great. Because literally, it's like the movie's like, oh, fuck. We were going to have Aquaman. <laughs> yep. Yep. Ah, damn it. Yeah. Okay, well, all right. Can we just, and they just sit down and be like, Wonder Woman opens a YouTube video. Aquaman is there. So there is literally one shot. Literally, like, they just threw him in the water and they were like, ah, just hold your breath, okay? We don't, we haven't figured out, like, the breathing apparatus yet. His cheeks are, like, ballooning no, up. No, he's holding his breath. He's holding his breath. Like, visibly holding his breath. And it's a 15-second shot. Yeah. You see him pop up and, like, stick his trident out. And yeah. the guy backs away. Yeah. And it's like, that's... That's it. No, that's all You're going to... It's... it's a, You couldn't even make him breathe properly. Like, you put so no, but, much thought into designing the I character I, well, to appear for one shot to merchandise this much, and no one stopped and went, like, that's the number one... The, the number one okay. thing you got to pull off. Your point is made. Let's move on. I'm stealing a, a observation from Devin Farachi here, but in the Flash video, it's like he's in a convenience store... Sure. He sees a guy take out a gun, try to rob the guy, and then suddenly the lights break. Yeah, right. He, like, damages the store trying to yeah. stop is the guy. Yeah, is that what the Flash is going to do anytime he fucking walks anywhere, like, he, runs anywhere? And Devin Farage's point was, like, so the guy was maybe going to steal, like, 80 bucks out of the <laughs> register, and now he's going to cost, like... The Flash has destroyed this convenience store. Yeah. Superman takes off. I mean, it's like a sonic boom is created, right. and, like, people should basically be, like, blasted 10 feet away. Zack Snyder's, like, very obsessed with it in each moment being like, what's the coolest thing a character could do right, right now? Right. With I mean, no thought of, like, what actually We that... haven't even, like, the fucking cyborg thing where Joe Morton... Wait, the cyborg... He's like, Aquaman... oh, I, so I've got a torso over here. I don't know what to do about him. I'll check back in. Cut. And then he's like, well, I have this weird glowing black box. What would happen if I... Ah! And then he turns into a cyborg, and then you cut away, and Wonder Woman's just like... The Aquaman thing is 15 seconds. The cyborg scene, cyborg scene is like three minutes it's, long. It's like a couple minutes, yeah. It's like a couple minutes of, like, the great Joe Morton having, like, actor, vignettes. Good actor, good actor. Like, several different beats. Where he has an alien box and he turns a, a torso into a cyborg. A mother box, yeah. Yeah, fuck this movie. <laughs> that's just another thing that happens in the movie that's really a problem. Everything's wrong with the movie. It's wrong on a micro level and a macro level. Correct. Yeah. I just want to say this, all right? It's not your fault, Ben Affleck. No. That was the first thing oh, hey, Ben hey, said hey. when the lights It's came. not your fault. Now, he's doing a Goodwill Hunting reference. Ben did that five times in a row the second the movie ended. Sounds the, fun. The other thing that happened was he went, I can't believe there wasn't anything after the credits. And I went, I can't, because it was a fucking two and a half hours <laughs> of after like, credits. Forget scenes. it. Forget it. Everything that happens in the movie feels like something that would happen after the yeah, credits sure, of another right. movie. Okay, so the movie's called Batman vs. Superman. I'm sorry, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. Yeah, so that I'll just, can I just... The opening scene flashes back to Man of Steel, and it, but it's told from Bruce Wayne's perspective as he like rushes to Metropolis to try and like rescue his uh, employees because they have an office, I guess. There. Mm -hmm. And it's yes, it's this sort of heavily overdone kind of nine eleven y. It's evocative imagery, but it's well done. It's very well done. Yeah, and like it's setting, it's throwing down this marker of like, okay, here's where this animus would come from. Yes, here's how he's upset. I think it's great. I think it's really, really well done, and there's it's there's a shot unsettling. that actually it's it's uh, Batman, Ben Affleck, Bruce Wayne, 
looking up at his building yeah. and lasers are yes, like coming and it through like perfectly it perfectly matches what yeah. was happening in Man of Steel. No, well, I don't even care about no, whether no, or not it's it cool. matches and then, yeah, then, But it's just a very scary image because you never see superhero action from that side. No, exactly. Yeah. That's what I liked about it. And you, there's just a brief shot where he sees like in the distance like a tiny Superman figure fighting a tiny Zod. Right. Like flying away. But you know. It's scary. It's just this idea that like this must have been terrifying. Right. Yeah. And it's yes, it's the movie trying to redress the balance after Man of Steel was maybe a little too uh, you know, gleeful about blowing up a city. But it also immediately sets up... Good job. Like, good stakes. Good I get stakes. why Batman would be scared of this guy. That's your movie. Do. Great. Just keep... Here's what you don't have. Toe the company line. Just do follow Here's, that lead. Yeah. And, you know, then maybe you can have this movie. Here's what the movie then introduces. Okay. Lex Luthor, played by Jesse Eisenberg, is like a tech CEO type who inexplicably wants to use kryptonite to destroy Superman, but he wants Batman to do it, so he manipulates the both of them he hates into having, like, a also, fight. Also, his father used to beat him. Yeah, sure, whatever. They, like, try to sprinkle in some sort of nonsensical... But, like, there's no attempt to really make any sense of his motivation. Holly Hunter is a Democratic senator who has more sway than any senator of the last 25 years. Holly Hunter is a senator who, I guess, like, is the chair of the Superman committee, so she has to, like... It interact with Lex Luthor about the kryptonite. She's around. He wants to import kryptonite and he needs her permission. So there's that. Scoop McNary. Yes. The great Scoot McNary. <laughs> One of our finest Love Scoot. character actors. Love Scoot, love Scoot, love Scoot. He's Same. great. He plays a former Wayne employee who loses his legs. Mm-hmm. What? In, in we're, the, we're shut up. Talking in, about in the Superman incident. And so he's he's mad. About that. Yeah. And so uh, Bruce has got some guilt about that. And he he keeps on changing who he's mad at about it. He, whatever. At first he's very I am grateful that Bruce Wayne But like also him. Lex kind of implies that maybe he wrote all of those like mash notes to him. So like, who knows? Who knows? Uh, you got Lois Lane. She, oh Jesus. There's that thing where she's in Africa for some reason. With Jimmy Olsen. With Jimmy Olsen who is a CIA agent and is executed off screen. After two lines of dialogue. <laughs> played by Michael Cassidy. This movie is so bad. Can I just restate something quickly? Academy Award winner, Ben Affleck. Academy Award winner, Holly Hunter. Five-time Academy Award nominee, Amy Adams. Academy Award nominee, Jesse Eisenberg. Academy Award nominee, Lawrence Fishburne. Academy Award winner, Jeremy Irons. Academy Award nominee, Michael Shannon as a corpse. Nobel Peace Prize winner, Scoot McNary. (laughs) Neil deGrasse Tyson. (laughs) (laughs) Nancy Grace, Charlie Rose, Aqua Man, <laughs> Doomsday. Oh my God! Anyway, yeah, th- there's this idea. Wait, what's your point? Is it just that all what these the people are in this? You know movie? who's cut out of this movie? Jenna, Jenna Malone, Malone was as, playing as, Batgirl. As Batgirl cut out entirely. Is the first Batgirl right? Is as Oracle. She was going to be post uh, yeah. paralysis. Barbara Gordon. Yeah. So as there's Oracle. all this yeah. stuff it's working with. It's yeah. got like this idea that Batman's old and haunted by like these past crimes the Joker brought on him or something. Right. But they never say that. And Robin's been killed. They just have a brief shot of a suit that only nerds will realize. Oh, that might be supposed to be Robin's suit. Doesn't look like it. It's like a sepia-toned version of Robin's suit with and Joker graffiti all over it. That says "Ha ha ha." Why? Why would Batman out. keep this he suit? Throw that out immediately! Oh my God, it's the creepiest thing in the world. 
And he would fucking Jake Gyllenhaal demolition that shit so quickly. I don't even want to talk about demolition. Uh, <laughs> I only brought it up because I wanted to see how angry you'd get if I brought it up. <laughs> no, the Wayne Manor has been burned down. Like, it's just like a burned husk. Yeah. And again, we assume like, oh, something bad happened there. We don't know what. So he lives in Tim Allen's house from Galaxy Quest. It's like a glass <laughs> house. I swear to you, I think oh, it might that be. that is, you nailed it. I think it might be the exact same location. I honestly think. Uh, you know, sure, It's sure. a very specific all glass house of a certain rectangular shape on the Hollywood okay, Hills. Cool. All right, my God. Yeah, no, I mean, yes, that's where he lives. Yeah. And Alfred is kind of just like a cranky guy. I've been who, holding on to that reference for that three was weeks. It was great. Alfred is a cranky guy whose only interest in this movie is Bruce Wayne settling down with a nice lady and having a baby. I do he think, has no interest in him being Batman. I do think it's the only fully successful performance of the film. Irons is great. He's great. Uh, Jeremy Irons is never bad. He's great. I love him. Yeah. I, I think Affleck's pretty good. I think Affleck's solid. He's handed like a, a poop sandwich. He's solid. It's a he's... decent movie star performance. It's not yeah. great I think he's okay. It's a decent movie star performance. I think that Henry Cavill, who I thought was okay in Man of Steel, but was not he like was that. fine. He was okay. He was fine. His performance in this movie is ruinously bad and is yes. not being talked about enough. Not only is his Superman a total vacuum of charisma. Correct. His Clark Kent is the craziest take on that character I've ever seen. So, I mean, if you remember, like, the, the, the Reeve Clark Kent is the reason the movie works, in my yes. opinion. I mean, okay. everything else is great, too, but his Clark Kent is, like, really distinguished from the Superman. Right. Is really nerdy and, like, goofy in the right ways and, like, kind of, a you know, it's great, right? Yes. Brandon Routh's performance was a decent cover band. It was okay. Yeah, it was okay. He did a good cover band approximation. He's sweet. He's sweet. He sort of leans on his sweetness. He's got the good qualities. Uh, he's not quite as goofy or whatever, but it, it's fine. He's a little hamstrung by having to match Reeve so closely. In this movie... Movie, Henry Cavill's whole performance is basically he puts on a big, big glasses. Yeah. And he then and he's just like, is that I did it, right? I'm Clark Kent now. That's what I do, right? And he spends the whole movie whining at Perry that he should be allowed to write about Batman, which <laughs> in the context of this movie is a 20-year-old story. Literally, like he's like, we have to talk about Batman. And Perry never says this. What he should say is like, dude, like Batman's old. We know. We know. We wrote lots of stories about Batman. That's like that's like the like the main like arts and culture writer of the New York Times only wanting to cover <laughs> Steve Gutenberg. <laughs> <laughs> but he has like, no Yes, ostensibly he's still around, but that's not that's not the guy we're talking about he right has now. No version of Clark Kent. There's nothing. No, no there's no it's character. Just, he's just standing there. There's no characterization. There's nothing and... Also, that's it's, clearly Superman. It's very obviously... Yeah. And like, it has to... Everyone always makes that joke like, oh, how does nobody tell... The, but you can do it right. And Your they performance, do it the, the opposite of right. I think Reeve kills that where you're like, okay, so yes, good. they do look identical so but these two guys behave so differently that you... It's so good. Yeah. The thing where everyone goes like, Clark Kent couldn't be Superman. He's an idiot. Yes. He's a bumbling fool. Exactly. You know, like that whole vibe is what you need. Amy Adams now lives with Clark Kent. Yeah, and she knows he's Superman. That was that happened in Man of Steel. Right. They fuck in a bathtub. <laughs> that is that scene made me want to rip my skin off. <laughs> I swear to God. It, it was, like, the least sexy, like, like that scene's supposed to be, like, intimate and cute. Yeah. He gets, she's in the bathtub. Right. And Snyder's playing this whole trick where he's like, you're not going to see Amy Adams naked, but, oh, oh, the water's going to move around. There's, like, there's some, you know. Yeah. He gets in the bathtub with his clothes on. Fully And I'm just dressed. like, what is the fucking matter with you? Fully dressed. The water goes everywhere. Yeah. I, I hated the whole thing. I, I would have dumped thing. him on the spot. I just, like, I get That's out of like this tub. That's, like, minute 18 of the <laughs> film. the worst. And it's after he, like, rescues her from this horrible situation in, in a made-up African country. 
Yes. Can I can I throw out another thing? For here? which Superman is held responsible, even though everyone in that situation is killed with bullets. So we're supposed to believe that people believe that Superman like got a gun He's and like flew over yeah. to Africa to shoot people for no reason. Okay, faint praise. Sorry, award. I'm really upset. No, I know you're 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 oh definitely you're faint. There. I said I didn't want to just rag on this movie, but now that's all we're doing. Faint praise award, and sure. this award is grandfathered in from Man of Steel. Da-da-da. I like that Lois Lane's significantly older than Superman. Interesting. She's like 10 years old there. I mean, I think you're right. As a, a, actor to I, actor, I, I, I didn't really 10 think years about between it too the hard. Two of them. Okay. That's a very rare occurrence in films, right? Sure. Yeah. And especially because they don't comment on it at all. Cavill is 32 and Adams I is, is 41. 41. Yeah. So nine years difference between the two of them. That's substantial, yeah. right? Absolutely. I like it a lot. I think Amy Adams is a great actress. She's I mean, given nothing I think Amy to do Adams is film. a good actor, but I don't think she's particularly good in this movie. Although I, agree, I, but think I don't think she nails the line, it's his mother's name. Yeah. I actually think she did a great job, even though that scene obviously is is and a tough sell. I actually thought <laughs> I was very frustrated with how her character was written. We'll get on to that. Oh, boy. I was, That's, there's so many things. Wait, we still have to talk about Watchmen, too? What are we we're doing? Not, we're, we're not going to talk about Watchmen. Watchmen. Right, good. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Uh, oh, my God. Can we start God. calling ourselves the two Marthas <laughs> instead of the two friends? Hashtag the two friends. Uh, like ben, you're called uh, Kylo Ben. I couldn't think of one. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> we forgot about that bit. General Ben. <laughs> ben rolls on. <laughs> <laughs> Wash Ben. I like that because I'm the peeper, but now it's turned back on me. Oh my god! <laughs> we have thirty minutes. We have thirty minutes. I'm looking at the clock. That's We've we... been recording for thirty minutes. Oh no! no. Are you crazy? <laughs> no. We've got thirty minutes left. Okay. Before we got we got kind of the heart out. I think. Oh gotcha. Um. Anyway. Okay. Oh, but boy. Th- this is a, this is the thing I want to say. Okay. I think. That character's horribly written in this film. Uh, Lois? Yeah. You're talking about? Yeah. I think she just kind of has to show up and do her job. She's not great. She has a couple good moments. Uh, yeah. I, I think I she mean, was actually pretty good in Man of Steel. Once again, with yeah, a, she's okay. A not well written character. She has the same problem, which is that unfortunately, you know, which is kind of a Lois Lane problem. You know, she kind of just has to be a little stupid to get into a bad situation. And then the movie kind of has to deal with that. And it's, yeah. just, it's just a little annoying. I mean, I could talk for five hours about my interpretation of the character from the trailer and why I thought they were going to get it right, but I'm not going to. This is what I'm I'll say. Very glad to hear that. This is what I'll say. <laughs> yeah. The thing that really bites him in the ass about the Amy Adams casting uh-huh. is this movie is so centered around the mothers, right? They latch onto this idea where you go, oh, I wonder why someone didn't think of this sooner because no one gives a shit, right? Both Batman and Superman. To say they latch onto this idea is a little strong. It's more like they came upon that idea. And they pushed a whole bunch of chips onto it really quickly. But don't you think, okay, these two characters have existed for 70 plus years, right? Uh, longer, yeah, yeah. I think Batman just it's hit 75, yeah, Superman's yeah. like 80 now, totally, right? Totally, totally. They both have always had mothers named Martha. And yeah, no although, one ever made anything of it because what? who cares? No, I mean, I mean, one, Batman's mother is not a character. In right, she's dead. She's dead. She's a lady. She is called course, Martha yeah. Kent. Superman's mother is called Martha, but a lot of times they just call her like Ma or whatever, like Ma, Ma Kent, Kent. Yeah, especially in like the older comics. So you know, yeah, it's not really a thing. But I guess somebody, be it Goyer, be it Snyder, I don't know who, hit on this as like, oh, that's what these two have in common. I know why they that's fight, their common and that's brand. why they stop fighting because they both have moms with the same name. Now I'm going to say something because this movie, I think the Martha thing is maybe the most mocked thing in this movie by yeah, the general. Public. But I just want to point out this thing quickly that okay. I was building up to. Diane Lane 
is 52 years old. No, this has been pointed out on Twitter, which is the same age as Robert Downey Jr., by the way. Oh, 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 sure. But not just that. Sure. There are scenes where Lois, Martha, and Superman are all in the same shot. Mm. And Amy Adams, because Henry Cavill is playing so much as a petulant little child, Uh like a brat, Uh her only way to play against him is to be maternal. She's very maternal. Because she's so much more intelligent and sophisticated than he is. Sure, sure. That when the mom shows up and you're like, there's 10 years between. But I mean, Diane Lane is playing older. But that's what's so gross is that like Diane Lane's character should be 70. Yeah. Because in Man of Steel, when they show the flashbacks to him as a child, she's playing like late 40s who adopted a kid. Yeah. And then they age her up and have her do like Winona Ryder, old lady, like Edward Scissorhands, like, oh, Superman sort so of stuff. Weird. So there are moments where all three of them are on screen. And it's like, this is fucking, it's weird. Like, it's, it's like, it's Ed- weird. Well, it's, I think it's because Snyder makes these decisions in a vacuum. Yes. The Martha thing. We're just saying oh, the most mocked element. I think there's a world in which it could work. I do too. I just, I mean, it doesn't really work in the movie. Yeah. I think there's a world in which that moment can make sense. It doesn't have to be that their names are both Martha, but just the idea that he's calling out for his mother or whatever would be enough to get Batman's head right and be like, oh, this is a person, not like an alien god. Agreed. And I think that's what they should have concentrated on rather than that scene where, you know, Batman eventually fights Superman. He's going to kill him with a kryptonite spear. The fight lasts for five minutes. Yeah, whatever. I mean, how long could it possibly last? And It happens an hour and a half into the movie. Longer. Yeah, hour 45. We have a five-minute fight. Yeah. And, And then just in case you didn't get it, Snyder flashes back to the fucking death scene and Jeffrey Dean Morgan is the dad going, Martha, as if we didn't get it. Who was he? Who's the guy on the mountain? Kevin Costner. Yeah, what was that? That's Superman's dad. dad, Academy Award winner Kevin Costner. What did he go to? What, he died. Planet? He got sucked up by a tornado in the previous film, and then in this one, Superman just I, was that supposed to be a dream sequence again? <sighs> there's a lot of dream sequences. He goes, yeah, it's a dream to sequence. To the top of a mountain. What else is it going to be? Because also there's then there's that leaky uh, 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 like uh, mausoleum scene like. The Fortress of Solitude, where Jesse Eisenberg puts Michael Shannon. Into no, the he's talking about when Batman has a dream in which he goes to the mausoleum, and then the mausoleum is bleeding, and then like an oh, inexplicable yeah. giant bat monster pops out of the thing. Never explained, never touched on. Doesn't mean anything. So there are literally five dream sequences. There's in this so film. many dream sequences. That's insanity. It's crazy, especially in a movie that's too long and has a lot of stuff to do. Can we talk about Wonder Woman for a little bit? Yeah, I mean she's in it. She's a featured extra for the first hour and a half of the film. Yeah, Gal Gadot is around and she's like wearing nice dresses and sort of like rubbing shoulders with Bruce Wayne. And she's also like some kind of super spy. But but like given very little attention. Like yeah. she's at parties. She gets some money shots. There's like a three line exchange where Bruce Wayne tries to flirt yeah. with her and she's like, hey, not like me. Yeah. Okay, then two hours, 15 minutes into the film. She watches some YouTube videos. She's on a Turkish... Oh, no, earlier in that, she watches the YouTube videos, right? No, no, Yes. And she yes. realizes the Batman knows who she is. Right, so she gets on oh, a plane. Oh, because she said she was looking for a photo. Yeah. That's why she was and at... And the like, photo is her at Chris Pine in 1918. She said the photo belonged to her grandmother, and he said, that's not... The yeah, photo it it doesn't belong you. to you, it is you. Fuck you, whatever, stupid, dumb. But then, two hours, 15 minutes into the film, Wonder Woman is wearing a smart leather jacket, she is boarding a Turkish Airlines flight. Uh-huh. They have live TV on the backs of the seats. Yeah. Which they're always playing live TV before the plane takes off. We always know. They're always playing the news on the chairs before the flight takes off. 
She sees on the news Doomsday, who we'll get to in a second. Yeah. Fighting Batman and Superman. Yeah. And then just looks and is like, oh, fuck, I'm going to have to get off this plane. Right. I'm going to have to schedule another fight. And then the next thing you know, she's like on the battleground, fully dressed. Yep. And, that, and then she just fights a bunch. The she implication have... is that she was some in hiding or in retirement or something, and she comes out. She's been around for, like, a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Did she but always she have She says been... something like, I left this humans behind or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Right. Has she always been called Wonder Woman? Well, she's they not don't identified explain the as name. Wonder Woman. Yeah. I'm, I'm... No. Yeah. yeah. She'll get a movie to explain all that stuff, I guess. Yeah, next summer. Um, they also, uh, her and uh, Superman God. never speak to each other. No, I guess they kind of have a joint conversation right for a second there where there's the three of them lined up. Yeah. And she's like, I've killed things from not of this world before. Yeah. Uh, she does some cool fighting stuff, but it's yeah, she's at that point cool. we have no idea who she is. Like, she's no. like, yeah. We just know she's Wonder Woman. And she's I mean, it doesn't make flight. a lot of sense that she showed up for this fight and not the General Zod fight, but whatever. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, so let's talk about the Doomsday thing. So Lex Luthor's in this movie. A bunch. Jesse Eisenberg, he's obviously just being asked, like, do your thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and he's bad. He is bad. I guess. His, his lines are uh, so bad and so overwritten that I don't know who could have done a good job well, here. And what, what is the, what's the, the reason? We don't know. We don't what, know. Something about God we and don't know. stuff? And, um, know. So I read something really interesting. Apparently, in the first draft of this script, Brainiac was in it. Yes. And the implication was that Brainiac was controlling Lex Luthor. Yeah. That gave him the pieces, pointed him in the right direction. Brainiac is like a super... See, that makes sense. Right? Yeah. And that Lex Luthor's okay. inexplicable behavior was explained by the fact that you would reveal at a certain that point... That makes... Brainiac I, was masterminding the whole thing, I, was using Lex Luthor as a pawn, was putting the pieces on the board, right? Uh, that makes no sense. It makes more sense no, than what we got. no. no. You don't have a movie with Brainiac and Lex Luthor. That makes no fucking sense. Well, I think and they... Lex Luthor's supposed to be his own character with his own motivations. Why don't you just write that? Write a good Lex Luthor character. I think they came to that realization, and so they cut Brainiac out of the movie, but then didn't change Lex Luthor's behavior at all. No. So Lex Luthor still He grows seems... slowly madder. Right. And there's, like, scenes where he's, like, giving a speech, and he kind of, like, trails off and goes a little crazy. And I guess the implication is he's going crazy. Why? We don't know. Yeah. Why does he want Batman to fight Superman? We don't know. He never says anything about Batman. He like glee like like he has doesn't like, say anything yeah. about having a problem with Batman. No, ever in the he movie. He just goes mm, a lot. Mm. He does that. Mm. He also finds General Zod's crash ship. Yeah, and he gets into what I can only describe as a pit of poop water. <laughs> Right? Correct. He bathes in the toilet. <laughs> he cuts his hand. Cuts his hand and bleeds into it. And this creates what I can only describe as a toilet monster. Right? Yeah. It looks like a bunch of mud with eyes. <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not even trying to be, like, I don't know how else you describe Doomsday in this movie. It looks like the poop monster from Dogma. Like he the is, literal He is shit the poop monster. Demon, yeah. Yes. He's a shit demon. And... He's doing all this while also elaborately getting Batman and Superman to fight each other. Right. Which you don't understand why he's doing that. Yeah. And yet he also has this backup plan of like, well, if Batman doesn't kill Superman in a really specific way, I'll just unleash this aberration. But I think he also wants Batman dead. He hates superheroes. Why? 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 I think I'm done. What about the smells, though? <laughs> yeah, I did like the smells, but the more we talk about this, the more mad I get. Wait, were you were you into it more at the time? 
like into the movie more? What? No, no, okay, no. So I'm just into this recording, but like I think I just wanted to let the audience know I've hit my wall. You've hit your yeah. wall. Yeah. I mean, we've basically hit the wall because the doomsday thing, he shows up. I mean, what is he? He's just a mud monster and they yeah. just have to kill him. He has no personality. Oh. He just roars and like shoots lasers. And the way they kill him is by Superman sacrificing himself. Wow, I wonder if that's going to stick. <laughs> you know, like I've, I've rarely seen an ending with less like emotional weight to it. Because, like, what the whole fucking thing, we all know you're trying to make 18 more of these movies. Superman dies at the end. Oh, wow, I wonder if Superman's going to come back to life in Justice League or not. The two Justice League movies you're making. I mean, I think he's going to be the bad guy. Oh, God, are think, you kidding me? Don't you think so? That's I don't what, know. That's what the dream sequence implied to me. He's going to come back as Bizarro. the bad guy. Yeah. He is already the bad guy. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, yeah. the idea of this film is that, like, they're supposed to be, like, opposite sides of the coin. Though. They're like, not. Superman they're both and Batman. dicks. They're, they're both dicks The in thing this is, film. like, Superman is kind of a dick in just, like, the wrong way. They just got Superman wrong where it's this idea that you mentioned about Man of Steel where it's, like, he's saying, should I, should I even be Superman? Do I yeah. even know anything to these people? It makes no sense. So the whole point of Superman is that he wants to be Superman. It doesn't work if he doesn't want well, to be Superman. But here's what I think could be interesting. Oh, boy. That he wants to do what Superman does. He doesn't know if he wants to be, quote-unquote, Superman. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but he doesn't seem to want to do the first thing. Well, that's where they fuck it up. Okay, fine. But I think it, there's an interesting movie in Superman is naturally drawn to saving people and using his powers for good, but he doesn't want to be seen. He doesn't want the expectations. He doesn't want to scare people, you know? Yeah. I like that idea. If he's like fucking Ron Perlman's Beauty and the Beast, you know, like hiding under the sewers and coming out at night and just like, you know, he has to slowly learn to take on the responsibility and the iconography and whatever. That's not what this movie does. He's just no. a brat no, it who's do angry all the time. He's a little bit of a brat. Doesn't figure out that he's literally just the stupidest shit is like manipulating him. He brands people. He like. That makes no sense. None of it makes does, sense. Does, like, hot iron batarangs on their chest. He does, like, P90X at one point. Like, he does, like, he's, like, throwing tires around. Yeah, he's an idiot. He's a dumb fucking idiot. And he's gonna kill Superman, who's literally, like, Superman, <laughs> yeah. who, like, rescues people and shit. Yeah. He's gonna kill him for no reason, yeah. except Scoop McNary sent him a mean postcard. And can we talk about my favorite aspect of the movie? It's not my favorite aspect. It's the aspect I'm most fascinated by. What? Does Holly Hunter <laughs> drink Lex Luthor's pee? <laughs> no. Everyone was hung up on that scene where she gets blown up by Scoot McNary, Scoot McNary, Scoot McNary, Scoot McNary. And his scooter. His scooter and McNary. <laughs> God. Yeah, and his scooter McNary. He's got a bomb He's chair. He's got a bomb chair. I had two questions. One, do you think he knows there's a bomb in his chair? Most people said no. I said yes. I think no. But, but also, well, what? I don't know. <laughs> you know, like... Two, she has a, a jar of piss. Okay, she earlier in the film says... I don't want to talk about you it. You can't hand me a... a, a, a just because you put a label that says Grandma's Sweet Peach tea, tea on a jar of piss doesn't make it sweet peach. She, she, to her credit, she's a little better than you just did. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I'm not as good an actor as Holly Uh then, then she's in the Senate hearing. She, like, takes a sip of something, right? Yeah, and then she realizes it's from Lex Luthor. She looks over. It's a mason jar that says Grandma's Sweet Peach Tea. And this tips her off to the fact that Lex Luthor is not there and going to blow up Congress, which she does. Now, there's, like, 10 Lex seconds. Luther destroys the Capitol building in this movie. But I just want to describe how this moment plays out, right? She's, like, talking. She's on her A game. She makes a speech. She takes a sip. She, like, looks over suspiciously to the mason jar. 
She turns it around. She sees the label. Then she looks at Lex Luthor's seat and realizes he's not there and then freaks out, right? No, she doesn't freak out. She quietly goes like, yeah, she could say, "Uh uh-oh, something's wrong. Everybody leave the building. Uh Uh-oh, uh-oh, like bad things. Piss jar, piss jar. But there's like this silent panic in her eyes, right? This sequence goes on for maybe 15 seconds between when she turns the jar around. It goes on for like 15 hours. Okay. I thought, I didn't get that the idea was, oh, he's about to bomb the building. I was like, this scene is now just her freaking out because she drank She drank some piss. I thought that's her slow burn reaction was, I just drank pee-pee. I think that it's metaphorical. I think he just, like, put a jar iced tea on her desk. But maybe I'm wrong, and maybe it's real pee. We're going to have to wait for, like, the director's commentary to to get that one solved, I think. Justice League is supposed to start filming in, like, six weeks. No, two weeks. Jesus Christ. This is the thing, and it's like, so this movie's not great movie yeah i don't like it and it opened to a very healthy like 170 million dollars yeah, at the number. box office yeah and then it dropped off very steep you know like a 70 percent drop off mm-hmm. uh it's collected about 280 it's collected like a lot worldwide so it's already made like 750 million dollars. it's down to 20 million for this weekend that we're recording which is this third weekend which means next weekend will be below 10 so it's not a big hit but it is a big hit it cost $350 million by most accounts. Really? I saw $250. You saw $350? I mean, I, I heard $350. You also have to factor in. I heard $500 million, all including in. marketing. Which means, at the very least, they'd need to make a billion dollars to break even. I think they were hoping to make about a billion dollars, and I think they will, if you include worldwide, which is fine. Maybe they will, maybe they won't, but yeah. there's something around there. But no one likes it. The movie, more importantly, yeah, I would think, has kind of already vanished from the conversation. Yeah. It wasn't a critical success at all. No. DC has, it's too late. Warner Brothers has set great, like, crazy things in motion. Yeah. Everyone is locked in for all of these movies. So their only hope now is that the other movies are just better. Right. And maybe they can pull that off. Like, maybe Suicide Squad's okay. I don't know. It doesn't look great. Yeah. you know, maybe it's better. Like, maybe the Aquaman movie directed by James Wan, maybe that'll be fun. Wonder Woman, I think, has the best shot of any of them. Wonder Woman's going to have a lot of goodwill just because people want to see a Wonder Woman movie. But I think the other problem is, like, you know, we're talking about uh, Johnny Favs, right? Good, solid director. Yeah. Iron Man 1 came in with, like, a sensibility. Yes. But not an overwhelming style. Yeah. It's like a slick piece of entertainment with a really fun vibe to it. But Zack Snyder's established, like, this is what the visual palette is. This is what the dramatic tenor of these films are, you know? This is this. This is that. Like, he's set so much so specifically in motion right now that all the films are going to have such a hard time not, like... The best chance any of these films have to succeed is to distance themselves away from this movie as much as possible, which is going to be so confusing. Like, their best shot is to essentially do what Deadpool did to X-Men Origins, which is be like, just don't even, don't even fucking pretend you haven't seen these characters already. You know? So I thought Deadpool was awful too, though. But yeah, sure. I don't like I know, Deadpool. I know, I know. I'm saying in relation to how you treat it, because it's like, do we really want to see a Flash movie that's like spawning out of The Flash's two appearances in this film? Yeah. But I just like. No, I mean, I I like. I just can don't we immediately reset and start over. You know, I don't know. I don't know, David. Um, but they're they're in trouble, they're or in trouble. not? I, maybe they're not. I don't know. I don't know. But the biggest problem is what I was going off is Zack Snyder's making Justice League movie. Yeah. Um, and I don't know what that's going to be. I don't either. Considering how over the top and over crammed with stuff this one was. Yeah. Um. Boo. 
We're really tired, guys. I'm so tired. I don't know. So we were going to talk about Watchmen. Yeah, I mean, what what to fucking say? I, I mean, I think the only thing I really wanted to hit on, initially, David Ehrlich was going to be on our right, guest with yeah. us and, like, scheduling shit and your crazy schedule yeah. messed that all up. But, um, you know, I mean, I think a lot of people, like, sort of hit on, like, Man of Steel and the mistakes Snyder made, like, making this movie. But I think Watchmen... In, clearly informs a lot of his perspective on this movie, which is basically like superheroes are these like untrustworthy, like others mm-hmm. who we cannot like rely on to to keep us safe or save the world or like even like exist. Especially, it's especially like Batman's thing through the whole movie. There's this scene where he says like, if there's a one percent chance that Superman is bad, like we have to take that as an absolute certainty, right? Which is a weird thing for Batman to say. A hundred percent. He's a superhero, right? Like that's not probably not the perspective a superhero would have about a superhero, like even it, if this superhero is more powerful. It seems like he philosophically hates these characters, but also wants to fetishize totally only the badass aspects of their. There's this scene where Superman, there's like there's a montage of him saving people, and like he saves some people in like a Mexican Day of the Dead celebration, and all these like skeleton oh, painted Jesus people Christ. like touch yeah. him. It's awful, and then you cut to him like rescuing people from a flood, and he's hovering over. A family who are about to get drowned with like menace. Yeah. Like all he's gonna do is pick them up and drop them off somewhere. It's supposed to be good, you know? When he made Watchmen, he did an interview where he was like, I think this is the superhero movie I can make. This is the only superhero movie I can make because it reflects my view on superheroes. I don't think I could ever do a Superman movie. (laughs) That's funny. He said that. He was like, I don't get that character. Well, he doesn't really. No, he doesn't. And I don't mean to be some like nerd who's harping on like, you got Superman wrong. Like, that's okay. Like, you can get him wrong or you can do something different with him. But they didn't really do anything in particular with him. No, and it's just He like, just kind of, yeah. But it also feels like they stripped away all the most fundamental things because they were the things that were trickier and that could look lame if done poorly, you know? Right. <clears throat> like, they removed all the sincerity from the character and the optimism from the character. And at a time where, like, Captain America has become a major franchise. And I thought that was a character they could not ever Yeah, Captain off. America was always pointed to as like, yeah, how do you nail someone that's sincere? In a modern climate? Like, and how do you make that movie work overseas? And people, like, love Captain America now. Of course, because, I mean, the first Captain America movie is a wartime movie, which yeah. is a great way to introduce him is this, like, you know, he's from an era that we don't, like, you know, have anymore. Which is why I'm encouraged by Wonder Woman also taking place. In the past. Totally, yeah. totally. But then you've got... The Avengers and Joss Whedon is like, I know exactly who Captain America is. He's kind of like the straight arrow who like everyone bounces off of. And like, there's a lot of humor in that. And there's also something sweet. And he's like, you know, he's this like pole star that kind of helps people realize like the right things to fight for. Yada, yada, yada. Like he's perfect. He's a sweetie pie. And like, that's exactly the role Superman has to play in this sort of wider, like, uh, universe that they're creating. But no, in this wider universe they're creating, he's this like really scary alien who might be evil. And then he dies. And then the dust rises off his coffin. The dirt. Here's the thing that really bums me out about this movie, okay? Above all else. I hate the fact that there's a movie right now with Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. Mm -hmm. And for, like, children, right? I'm talking specifically, like, kids under, like, seven. Sure. Right? Yeah. 50% of them are going to be super scared by the film. Yeah, no, it's loud and intense and nasty. And 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 scary. And Batman's a jerk in it. He murders people with impunity. Yeah. He like is like a violent asshole. The people who aren't the kids who are not scared by it are just gonna be bored. It's so long. Because it's fucking Holly Hunter drinking pee-pee and like 
you know, all these like arguments over whether or not Superman could potentially hurt people. You made like a Batman Superman Wonder Woman movie that like no kid would enjoy. Mm-hmm. And they played the trailer for the Lego Batman movie before it. And like that's like in theory like a lark. That's like, oh, it's like a goofy like Batman movie. But I look at that trailer and I'm like, there's Batman in a cave. He's got like Robin and the Joker and he fights all his villains. And he's got all the vehicles. Yeah, that looks like Batman. That looks like a, an accurate Batman movie. And I also like the fact that like grownups would enjoy it and kids would watch it and be like, yeah, I like Batman. Yeah. What kid's going to walk in a Batman versus Superman and be like, God, I love that Batman guy. Yeah. He's a lot of fun to spend time with. I can relate to him as a child. But it, I did like Batman a lot when I was a kid and yeah. Superman. I, and I was like into darkness. I feel like almost kids sometimes, sometimes respond to that more than grownups. But I think this is a really bland, yeah. self-serious, no, it is. It is. portentous kind of darkness that will not appeal to kids. Well, and also it has no grounding in anything because it doesn't have time to have yes. any grounding because it right. has too much stuff to do. The yeah. only thing that works is that first scene. Agree. Yeah. It's a bummer. Too bad. Batfleck is okay. Yeah, There's a world where that could be a decent Batman. Agreed. And I like Jeremy Irons. I like their rapport. Sure. Jeremy Irons is fucking unbeatable. That guy's always there. good. Oh, boy. Well, next week we get to talk about the Wachowskis. Guys, I'm really excited about this. I'm really excited, too. You know what I'm thinking about right now? What? I just really want to shower. I just got to take a shower. I'm thinking about it. It's a great thought. Yeah. Great thought to have. Um, uh, yeah, guys, I mean, yeah, uh, we're sorry that this episode was a god-awful mess, but it was kind of <laughs> funny, right? Imports. Ben, are you even listening anymore? Nope. Oh, he's not on the mic. He's yeah. not even on the mic. Yeah, oh, he's coming back into the room. Hey, Ben. You guys are still going? Yeah, we're almost we're done. We're wrapping it we're up. almost done. Oh, cool, all right. Final um, thoughts? Yeah, final thoughts, uh, yeah. I don't like it. No. Yeah. Uh, I know, and yeah, I know, I'm jealous that you guys got to get, like, you know, water splashed on you and stuff. Yeah, that was fun. If I brought shampoo, I, I wouldn't have needed to take a shower. I could have just gone to a 4DX screening and washed my hair while watching Batman v Superman, Dawn Justice. Uh, guys, next week we're doing the Wachowskis. It's going to be good. The, these superhero one-offs for us are always kind of, uh, they always kind of slow us down. I like Podcastic, too. He was one of our weirder episodes. Yeah. Can I just say something? Yeah. So, like, very shortly after Batman v Superman came out, and everyone was bummed out about it. Sure. Uh, ben Edlund, creator of The Tick, showrunner mm-hmm. of the series that I'm about to be a part of, did an uh, interview with uh, Entertainment Weekly. Oh, you got so worked up about this. Yeah. Where he said kind of offhandedly, like, yeah, this is going to be like a slightly different take and it might be a little darker. And more grounded. Yeah, more grounded. And sure. everyone just fucking went like, oh, no, they're going to fucking do Batman versus Superman. Well, now, here's the thing, Griffin. Yeah. You said everyone said that. I didn't see anyone saying that. Now, I'm not plugged into the same, like, yeah. avenues as you, perhaps. But there, I didn't see a widespread disgust about this interview. I think that is... Certainly anyone who reads the interview would not think, oh, God, like, this is going to be a Batman v Superman thing. A bunch of other websites sure. made headlines, like, clickbaity headlines. Right, but out it's of just like, clickbait shit. Here yeah. we go again. Tick is going to be dark and graphic. Sure, right, right, right. And it's easy to mock as someone who occasionally will do it about other things. Right. Like, and it's it's such a trend now for everything to become, like, the self-serious, gritty, yeah. rebooted version of it. Unfounded. I just, I just want to. I just yeah, no. Say, I'm very. Look, I'm looking forward to the tick. I'm sure it's going to be great. I think. I think so. And I also think. Uh, uh, hopefully, the reason he was saying it's going to be darker, more grounded, is much in the way that the tick, when the comic book was starting, it was a commentary on what was uh, popular in superhero comics at the time, largely Frank Miller and stuff. Sure. And the cartoon was a commentary on other superhero cartoon shows. Uh huh. I think this series will reflect 
the climate. The sort of superhero franchise movie thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's a reflection of that. But it is a comedy. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. It'll be great. Yeah. If it isn't, I'll look really stupid for having talked about how bad this movie is. That's right? true. I'll look like a big old jerk. Um, what else? Final thoughts. Ben, final thoughts? Um, we've been doing this podcast for over a year. Yeah, I know, right? Oh, yeah, we Man. passed our one-year anniversary. We passed our one-year anniversary. We didn't comment. I think After Earth is technically the closest to a one-year. Yeah. And I think we're either this is like, this is 52, I think. This might be 52, the new 52. New 52. Yeah. So, so um it's so. been it's been uh it's been quite a ride. <laughs> um no, I'll say this. I think that uh Zack Snyder um deserves a spanking. Yeah. I, I think that's like a, a public spanking from the uh watch ben. That's right. Go get back to Dawn of the Dead. Get a good script. No, just don't. And make just focus up. Or maybe just don't. Yeah, make just take it easy, Zack. Got a lot of money. He's got a nice oh, I want to make sure that everyone knows that Marvel paid me a handsome sum to hate this movie. Oh yeah, no, we hate this we movie were because paid we are Marvel shows. By Marvel, it is so strange. I've gotten a little bit of that splash back, you know, from the, the these weirdos on Twitter and yeah. stuff. I just don't get it. This is the one you want to go all in on. This one, Batman yeah, also, v Superman. Those guys got quiet after they saw the movie. That's true. They got quieter. There were still some who liked it. There was one dude I was following intensely who, like, had an account and only just tweeted everyone every day being like, Yo, Farachi, you gonna delete your account when uh, Batman v Superman gets oh, 90%? Oh, I remember that. I remember that guy. Yeah, yeah, And then yeah. he's tweeted twice. Hey, man. Since the movie came out. Yeah. And one of them was to tweet at me and tell me, I said, hey, waiting for your review. I was just, like, curious. What, does this guy even like the movie? And he said, loved it. Eight out of ten. Uh, means you liked it. Yeah, best version yet. Batman would give kids nightmares. I was like, why do you want a movie that whatever? Kids will hate? That's what they decided that they wanted. Great merchandise spotlight. There's a bunch of it. No one's buying it because they hate this movie. Is that your no one's buying? Yeah, it's ton of shit. It's not doing well. I want a cyborg, but before he gets built, so he's just a torso. Well, he's just a scarred young man. He's just a screaming man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So next week, pod pod cows pod Chowskis. Podchowski casters. Okay, I've hit to, such a wall. I'm gonna My have to get the not... mop to clean you guys up. Yeah. Huddles. yeah, we're dead. So, do you think we can cut this episode down to like 15 minutes? Do you think <laughs> there's like a good 15 minutes in there? Unbreakable. 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 All right. So, as always, guys, we'll see you next week with great, fully formed thoughts. Yeah. But as always, as always, Aquaman fucking can breathe underwater. That's like the number one thing. Yeah, no, we're going to have to edit that. Yeah.